Hey y'all, welcome back to The Ring Dish, the dish on all things wedding planning. We're so excited to be with you this week. We are your hosts, Angela and Mary. This is Angela speaking to you now. And you guys, we just got off a call with the owner and founder of Undo the Booze. Her name is Kylie. She's like one of the sweetest people ever, but also very intelligent. I was so surprised by all of the research and effort that she's put into this product. Undo the Booze is a hangover preventer. So what it is, is it's like a vitamin. And I love that it's vitamin based because that's where you can tell that there's like science to it, you know? And the reason it prevents hangovers is because you take these vitamins before you go to bed on the night that you've been drinking and you wake up without a hangover. So we have the samples. We're super excited to try it. But what's super cool that Kylie was telling us is she offered us a discount code for our listeners and our brides because this is something that people are starting to do as favors for their guests. And we think that is absolutely brilliant. Like what better gift to give your guests than no hangover the day after your wedding. And you can also use these on your bachelorette trip at your rehearsal dinner. So nobody's hung over at the wedding and so many more wedding related events. We'll put all the details in the show notes. Like I said, we have the samples and we will try them. We have the discount code that's there. We're going to keep y'all updated on how we like it. I'm super excited to try it. I could go into a long story right here, but I'm not going to do it. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save, I'll save you guys that from that. Well, and what I think is so cool about it is that it's like vitamin based, you know, it's like, it's not just, you know, I love liquid IV and I've taken liquid IV, you know, day of drinking day after drinking, but it's a treatment, not a prevention. And there are vitamins in it, but it's, but it's mostly focused on hydration. Whereas like undo the booze is focused on alcohol metabolism, like the way that your body breaks down the alcohol and the sugars. Super cool. You guys, lots more info on that in the show notes, and they have a discount code for our listeners. And you can also use that on top of discount pricing for large quantities. um, If you are going to purchase this for the guests at your weddings. So all that being said, let's dive right into our topic today which is also like borderline um, going to incorporate some of our biggest wedding pet peeves. So we're going to talk about how to avoid the top three seating issues at your wedding. So this is talking about where your guests will be sitting during dinner slash the reception. Shall we? Okay, y'all, we're going to talk about something that probably seems like a small detail that you don't necessarily need to be worried about. However, it's the small details that make everything go smoothly if you pay attention to them. So table numbers, come on, they sound boring, right? Table numbers, uh, really? But honestly, y'all, we want you to do table numbers or another way of distinguishing each of your tables. And we also want you to do table assignments. Don't hate us. We know it's extra work for you, but table assignments not only take the guesswork out of where your guests are going to be sitting, but they may also, surprise, surprise, help you save on your budget. You know, we are all about balling on a budget. Can I tell a quick story here? Absolutely. Okay. So like I was at a wedding where I was not the planner or coordinator the other day, and I had to like sit on my hands to avoid from helping with this situation, but there were not table assignments and there were not table numbers and people were wandering around for like 
a long time trying to figure out where to sit. And y'all, please remember that your guests actually don't know how to spread themselves out evenly. So like it truly happened where there were eight people to a table, five people were together and they sat down. Then a group of four walks up and there's only three chairs left. So they go, oh, we can't sit here. And they start a whole new table. Well, then those three seats stayed open for the rest of the night because there was no party of three that just magically like found those seats and decided to join the party of five. And I watched as the coordinator had to get out an extra table and they did not have a tablecloth or place settings or chairs for this table. They had to pull in, like, I don't even know where they pulled the chairs in from. I think they pulled in ceremony chairs. So like the outdoor chairs from the ceremony, like the white ones, the white plastic ones came inside to sit at that table and they pulled a table out of the closet and like, they didn't have a tablecloth for it. They didn't have a centerpiece for it. They didn't have place settings for it. I, as a coordinator slash planner was like, mortified. And that's why that is the moment where I was like, we need to talk about this on the podcast. (laughs) Yes. And also like as a guest going to a wedding that does not have table assignments, it can be difficult, especially if you're, if you don't know a lot of the people y'all, I'm going to take it back to my favorite show, the real housewives. This is from real housewives of Beverly Hills on Bravo. If you guys don't watch it, uh, it's really fun to watch middle-aged and older women scream at each other. (laughs) (laughs) And it's somebody else's drama, which is as we've established on this show, we love, we love other people's drama. We don't want it in our own lives, but like other people's I'll watch. There is a particular episode where Sutton is new to the group and there are no escort cards at this small dinner party. Granted, this is a small dinner party of 12 people. However, it still caused her anxiety because she didn't know where she should sit, especially being new to a friend group. That can be tricky. So think of your guests on a larger scale. Say your roommate from college that is the only person from college you still talk to and there with their significant other. And now they're trying to mingle with either your new friends or your family or your friends from your hometown. And they're not really sure if they fit in with these people. So it's awkward small talk, which I absolutely loathe. But also it can be like, shoot, I don't know anybody except for this other couple here. And there is only one seat at their table. Where is my date going to sit? Because there is no way I want to go sit at that other table full of people I don't know. Yeah. And then people start like pulling chairs from other to it's just chaos. Like, honestly, it's chaos. Absolute chaos. Now, here is something I'm going to throw in as a pet peeve, because this happened at my wedding. I spent a lot of time and effort on my table assignments. And I sat some of my younger family members with some of my friends of the same age, because I thought they would get along and I thought it would be good for them to, I don't know, I thought they would be open to the idea of sitting with people if they didn't know, especially because it wasn't just a single cousin by themselves. It was a couple cousins together sitting with some of my friends that they didn't know. They took their chairs and moved to their parents' table. Oh, that probably will happen, everybody. And I'm sorry in advance. Like some of your guests are awful. It just is what it is. But here's the thing. Do it anyway, because then if there is this kind of like confusion, it's not your fault. Preparation. Wait, 
how does that go? It's an ounce of preparation is worth a pound of treatment. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of treatment. And so if we can prevent as many of these like hiccups as possible, like people will still be themselves. And sometimes that's just frustrating and it is what it is, but please still do this. Let's also talk a little bit about family members or VIP guests. You're thinking, well, I'm not going to fuss with table assignments because I'm going to reserve tables for my family or my VIP guests. That is all great and fine as long as the family members who get to sit at those reserved tables understand who gets to sit at those reserved tables. It could be your great aunt is, well, I'm a family member. Do I get to sit at the reserve table that has six seats at it? And most often that's a, it's a no, it's mom and dad and siblings that are not part of the bridal party and their, their dates. And if you have a divorce in the family, then it's like mom and her new husband and dad and his new wife, if you know, they're on the same page, then they sit there, then it might be grandma and grandpa. And it's like, great aunt and uncles, they get to fend for their se- themselves with the wolves. Yes. The other thing I was hoping you were going to say that because when you have a reserved table, and then people people will with the audacity, I don't even know where they get this audacity, but they will come up and they'll say, well, reserved for who? And you'll say immediate family. And they'll, you can even say immediate family. And they'll be like, oh, well, I'm like the bride's mom's sister's bestie or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't count. But also um, in some cases too, like the reserve signs go completely unnoticed. You have to assume that your guests are completely incapable of like figuring things out for themselves. Honestly, it's like what we're getting at with all of this back to the VIP, uh, the VIP guests. So like you want your VIP guests, your immediate family, maybe even like your besties, close to you. Right. So, and like close to the dance floor so they can be in all the action. So that's why you want to assign them tables. You also want to assign them table numbers because table numbers is how they should be released for dinner. So I'm going to tell another quick story. So my best guy friend in the entire world gets married. Right. And when you're friends of the groom, you don't really like have as much of you don't have like as much involvement in the wedding planning process as when you're like a friend of the bride or like a best friend of the bride. Right. But they didn't do table assignments. They did do table numbers when everybody's taking their seats. Of course, I'm at the bar trying to get, you know, at least two more cocktails. And so we end up at table like 24. Right. And then I'm sitting there, like by the time I actually got released to dinner, they had already cut their cake People were eating dessert and dessert was almost gone. And I got in line for dinner and my dinner was cold. That would have happened no matter who I was. But like the groom was one of my best friends and I ended up at the last table to be served. Like that was, that just is something that I will always remember as being like a a reason to put important people at a certain table. Absolutely. And then this also ties in to we, I feel like, We're going down a few different rabbit holes, but I think it all ties in together. And this is something that needs to be said because this is something that we ask for from our clients and we don't always get it. Um, But we need to know 
if when you do table assignments or if you don't do table assignments, we need to know what tables you want released first. We don't know where your grandparents are sitting. We don't know where the rest of your family is sitting. We don't know where your best friends are sitting. We don't know dietary needs of your guests. We will always work from the front to the back or from the sides in when we're releasing tables, unless you tell us exactly what order you want us to go in. Uh, so that is a very big piece of information that we absolutely want. And that will be a piece of information you can give us if you do table assignments. Wonderfully summarized, Mary. I love this. Also, we just have to laugh for two seconds because before we hit record, we were like, are we really going to be able to do a whole episode on table numbers? Like how long can we talk about that? <laughs> and apparently a very long time, but okay. Y'all to sum up that part of this conversation, just please, please, please do table assignments. That's us asking you to put people at a certain table. You don't have to assign them their individual seat, but put them at a certain table to avoid confusion, to avoid needing extra tables, to allow your VIP guests to be close to you. And if you're having a buffet, that'll determine the order in which people are released for dinner. So this also means that each individual table needs a number. And that might seem like a no brainer to you, especially if you're picturing round tables in your head, round tables. I feel like I muddled that word round tables in your head, but what we see a lot of, and what we love are those Viking style tables. So what Viking style means is a lot of rectangle tables pushed together to make one giant table. It's like a banquet table, or it can also be called a King's table. So mm -hmm. a long... I'm going to stop you there on the King's table, just because the King's table is the wider table. Okay. Um, but it's also known as like a family style table. Okay. Yes. Perfect. And that's actually, I think why a lot of people like it for a wedding and why we even recommend it. If you're going for that, like family togetherness, unity vibe. However, if you have four rectangle tables smushed together, yes, you do need four table numbers for those four rectangle tables. I know it looks like one big long table, but if you call that just one table number, that quote unquote one Viking table has 32 seats. And if you just tell 32 people to have at that table and sit wherever they want, there's going to be chaos similar to if you never numbered those tables at all. So you need to number each individual table, whether it's like eight to 10 people somewhere in there, number each individual table. That's all I have. <laughs> and it's for the, for the same reason. So for the exact same reason as assigning tables, it is to avoid guest confusion, to keep your important people closest to you. And also for if you are having a buffet for the releasing of tables. Yes. I'm just going to add here that I love the family style tables. I had Me them too. at my wedding. I think it's such a cool thing to have. And I also love the idea of mixing the family style tables with round tables. And it just gives a whole new feeling. Mm -hmm. I agree. I had to mix the mix of family style and round tables. And I loved it. I loved the look that it gave. And we literally had our family at the family style tables. So it was really just like, that was the vibe I was going for. 
I'm a big fan of the family Viking table. And also when you call it a Viking table, it's like, yeah, let's do that. Shrink out of horns. Yes. <laughs> Bring um, me my chalice. Yes, I'm like, I'm, e- like I want to be eating like a turkey leg, an entire turkey leg in like and, a Renaissance dress. And like a like a metal chalice full of yes. red wine. Um, I also want to add here, I know this is not like the place or time, so I'm sorry that I'm dragging this episode along, but I love the square tables that fit eight people. So you do two on each side. I think those are so cool. I wanted them at my wedding, but I just couldn't, it just, it didn't make sense to have them at my wedding. And I was just so sad. I think nobody, it has to, like you have to have the right floor plan for sure. Yeah. And like nobody in the area rented that style of table in little central California. So yeah. So you have to like, fine. you have to find the right rental company. You have to find the right linens, which we found like we, we have tried a couple different, um, I guess, quote unquote, like obscure table shapes. Um, and finding the right linens is also a thing to consider. Like when we did the serpentine table and nobody had serpentine linens, that was interesting. That was my nightmare. Moving <laughs> on. That was my nightmare, y'all. Serpentine tables and putting linens on them. Nobody had serpentine table linens. If you know what a serpentine table is, or if you don't, I guess I should say, it's tables that are essentially half or quarter circles. You could put four of them together to make a circle, or if you put them together back and forth, you can make an S with two tables or hence the name serpentine. It looks like a slithery little snake. I'm a snake. Okay. (laughs) And the cool thing too, actually, that I wouldn't hate doing if we could figure out the right vibe for it is actually, if you put four of them together, you end up with a circle with a hole in the middle. So that could be really cool. I, I don't know exactly what we would do with the hole. Like it's a bunt. It's a bone and we would have to fill the hole with something, but I don't know what, but I think it could be really cool. So most often I think when people use the serpentine tables is they turn it into like a circular bar or a circular display, that sort of thing, or it goes around like a large tree or arrangement, that sort of thing. But reeling us back in, back to table numbers and why we want each table to have its own specific table number or designation. And we'll kind of get into that after this, but releasing tables for a buffet style dinner service is already a difficult task, especially if you have a large guest count and you did not serve appetizers. Everybody is ready to eat. And a lot of guests already do not like waiting. They think, well, I'm invited to this wedding like everyone else. I'm just as important as everyone else. Why do I have to be the last one to get food? If you don't have every table on your family style seating listed as its own table, so you have four tables pushed together for that one long family style table, each of those four tables needs to be numbered because when you say, hey, table five, you can head to the buffet or when you go up to release by table individually, your guests at the back of the family style table or at one end of the family style table will see that front end going to the buffet and think, oh, 
our entire table was released. Looks like it's our turn. Every once in a while, we will have a few people here or an entire entire table there that will get up out of its turn because they think it's taking too long and they think that they're more important than whoever is being released before them. Um, And they will just get up and go. And honestly, there is nothing we can do about it. It just happens. But if you have every table numbered, then that assists us. It assists your DJ. It assists whoever is in charge of releasing your tables to the buffet. It makes their life just a little bit easier. Could not agree more. So I feel like we have pretty much convinced y'all that you need individual table numbers and you need to do table assignments for all of the reasons we've talked about so far. But you might also be thinking like, but I don't just want to do table numbers like one through 20, because that's lame. How do we spice this up? Because if I'm going to go through all this effort, I may as well make it cute. Fortunately for y'all, we have some great ideas that we've seen and some great ideas that we would like to see. So I'm going to start with my personal favorite, which is playing cards. So we had a couple that did an Alice in Wonderland themed wedding and their table numbers were playing cards. So for example, instead of table one, they had the ace of hearts for table two, they had the eight of clubs and you don't have to go in any particular order. You have a literally 52 options unless you're using jokers and you also have 54 options and you can do whatever you want. You can use cards that are significant to you guys or to your families and you just name the table after that card. So you have on your seating chart, the ace of hearts table, and then who will be sitting there. Super easy, super cute. Oh yes, that one was fun. Another one I really enjoyed. We had a couple name their tables by love songs and their table was released when their love song played. Yep. And that was super fun because not only is it interactive for your guests, but it's like a built-in time, like a timer. So your caterer knows like, oh, hey, I actually have a full song to get this one table through the buffet line. It was genius. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, there were a few tables that did not recognize a song. So the DJ had to help them along. It worked out for the most part. Yes, I love that idea. And you could just have, you don't even have to do the song thing. Like you don't have to play their song. You could just name it after a song, like maybe songs that are your favorites or significant in your relationship and just have the DJ say like, okay, it's time for this song to get up and go. Like you would with, um, for example, flowers. We had one wedding where a bride named each table after a different flower. It was a like spring summer wedding that transition period from spring to summer. And her theme was like very classic, very timeless, very traditional with a touch of pink and a touch of floral. So she even incorporated the touch of floral into her seating chart by naming each table after flowers. So she had them named magnolia and marigold and rose and she also i i don't remember exactly the significance of each one but um she also was able to incorporate some of her grandma's favorite flowers and her mom's favorite flowers so i thought that was super cute yes that wedding was so fun i loved it and they had a little a little dog in attendance that was also super fun i'm a pet lover another option for Table designations is significant dates. 
So this is something you can tailor to not only your love story, but also you and your significant other's life individually. I'm envisioning you're on one side, your significant dates are on one side of the room, their significant dates are on another side of the room. And as you move closer and closer together or closer and closer to the middle, that's where your joint significant dates start coming into play. Super cute. So like what kind of significant dates and how would they, how would they communicate that to their guests? So essentially you could go by months. You can have tables called July. You could go by days, the 7th. You can go by years, 2014. You can go by the full date and your table number would be 7714. That might get a little confusing, especially if your guests have to listen to so many numbers. But if it's just that July or the 7th or 2014 or Monday. <laughs> <laughs> And I think it'd be cute either at the table, like I think it'd be cute at the table to do a description of why that month or day is important, like a, a detailed description so that people feel really special about the table number that they were assigned. Like if it was July, the month that Mary and Lyle met, and then you could also put the story of how you met on that table as well. We have so many more ideas, y'all, but we'll wrap it up with this. You could do locations, locations being cities or countries or your favorite date night spots. And you could name your tables after locations that y'all love locations where you met or went on a date or went on your first getaway, or maybe where you're going on your honeymoon. And you can name all of those tables after those things. Um, a cute way to do your seating chart in that case would be do your seating chart, um, on a map. If you want to get a little funky with it, if travel is something special to y'all, or if you have those, like, if you like to go to new places and try new places, then I think that would be a really cute way to kind of like do that little nod to your relationship. I will take that a step further for your table assignments and they could go on globes. Very cute. Very cute. Anyway, y'all, you have heard all of our opinions on table numbers and why we want you to have table assignments. We've given you alternative to table numbers. If y'all have any other ideas or opinions regarding table numbers, you know how to get a hold of us. You can email us at a toastevents at gmail.com or leave us a comment on the post related to this episode on our Instagram or Facebook. We are at a toast events. Until next time, happy planning.